Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Well, it's a constant in everybody's life, supply chain disruption. We talk about it in agriculture, we talk about it with our farmers, and you're going to see it and experience it when you go to the grocery store or uh, out to eat, for that matter. Brandon Schultz is the uh, executive director of the Wisconsin Grocers Association, and he's living it on the front line with all of his uh, grocery store members. Let's go back a little bit, though, Brandon. You do had, you did have a chance to celebrate, so to speak. You got your group together for their annual meeting for the first time in over a year. How did that go? over. We did. Pat, thanks for having me. We had our annual trade show, convention, expo, annual meeting all wrapped up into one uh, in mid-October up in Green Bay, and I can't tell you how fabulous it was to see everybody in person. I mean, there was so much hugging and hand-slapping and high-fiving, and people were just delighted to see each other. We saw that over the summer at our golf outings, and uh, it sure brought itself to the convention. And even though many of the folks had workforce issues, you know, everybody's experiencing this, uh, they still were able to to fill the hall. Uh, we had the biggest floor we've ever had with our vendors and suppliers and great supporters, and certainly grocers and retailers, you know, and their staffs were all there. So all in all, it was just, it was just wonderful. We had our annual bag-off competition where the kids come in and, and compete against each other for the state champion who then goes to Las Vegas uh, next February and competes in the national competition. So all in all, we had an awards banquet. We probably did 70 different awards out to our members. It was just so wonderful to have it after trying to do a virtual show last year, which, you know, everybody tried their best, but there's just there's nothing that can replace a good old hug and handshake. Well, and you know, the the point you also made is it was wonderful to get together, but uh, you can't deny some of the folks couldn't make it because there are just not enough people back at the store to keep things going. Yeah, it's, it is a problem that you're going to find in grocery stores, but but even more so up and down the supply chain that, that impacts the retail food business. And I understand that workforce is an issue for almost every business out there, but we're going to talk about grocery today. You know, for years and years, grocers kind of took the supply chain for granted. I mean, it was it, it was uh, efficient, it was effective, it was tweaked every once in a while. You put your order in, boom, you got your product. And unless there was something dealing with maybe a recall or a health thing, there, there was never an issue. You know, you put it in, you got your truckload, you were on the floor, you had it on the shelves. But over the months, you know, since March 2020, as we got into the pandemic, we started to see some disruption in the supply chain. Some of it, and much of it at the time, was COVID-related because it shut down a workforce, like in the meat industry. You know, when those processing plants went down, price of meat went up because supply went down. We saw it in dairy. We saw it in egg um, and different different products uh, throughout the store. But that was COVID-related. Once we got out of the COVID-related issues, then we started to experience this workforce problem, and it is a it is a problem up and down the supply chain to the very beginning where it might be a raw materials issue that manufacturers or growers or producers can't uh, get what they need to make product. Um, and if, if they're having problems, that reduces what's going to come into the chain. They have a workforce problem, they're gonna, it's going to cost a little bit more. So every step along the chain, we've got a workforce problem, and that's going to drive expense because you're paying more money, you're paying premium rates, you're paying higher hour, higher dollar per hour, higher salary, 
and you're trying to fill positions that you know, you don't have. For example, one of our bread makers, um, the story is that they couldn't deliver bread on a Monday because they couldn't get anybody in on a Sunday night shift to bake. Then you look in the store, and then you see one row of bread that's fully stocked, another that's maybe two-thirds, another that's half, and then a whole section that's empty. So it impacts these manufacturers and suppliers differently, but in the end, it impacts them all the same. They're always challenged by this workforce issue. So as you see things in grocery stores, and they go, geez, are we having a food shortage? No, we're not, we're not having a food shortage. We've got food in this country. We've always had food in this country. We always will. But we're having problems getting it to market because we're having problems in the production side. It's not, it's not a fault. It's not a blame that you're putting on anybody because as you talk to them, they need, they need workers on the floor. They need workers at the plant. They need workers at supply. They need folks in, in production. They need drivers. I mean, there's, there's, you know, drivers aren't the only issue. Uh, but everybody needs drivers, and that's impacting grocery and manufacturing and propane, you name it. Right. It's out there. Right. So so when people look at the grocery store and they see these holes in these shelves or you know, not everything is there, or maybe the product that they like and that they're loyal to over the years isn't on the shelf anymore. I'm personally experiencing that. And I call and say, hey, guys, you know, I'd like to have my XYZ back. And they go, so would we. Um, what you're seeing is the supply chain is impacting at retail. The other thing that it's impacting that, that people are noticing now is some price changes. And it's, it's, it's incorrect to say, you know, a couple of weeks ago there was a story that said uh, when the new consumer price index came out that grocery prices were up like 8% or something. That's simply not true. There's not an 8% across-the-board price increase on groceries. In fact, if you shop, you'll see that, yes, some things are a little higher than they were, some things are still the same as where they were. Um, it depends on the industry, the supply chain, the manufacturing process, the whole thing. But as products come to the store and they're more expensive from the wholesale side, at some point wholesalers and grocers at the retail end can only absorb so much of that price increase. Because at some point, you know, there, there's very little margin in, in the grocery store. You, you, make, you have to sell lots and lots and lots and lots of groceries to make a dollar. That's just the way it is in this industry. But when you are only getting 60% of your order, that's a problem. And when you're not getting some of the things that your customers like, you're now asking them to substitute. You know, you may have a favorite mac and cheese that you've always eaten all your life or you fed your kids all your life. It's not on the shelves. You're like, whoa, hey, you know, I'm, what are you getting this back? So customers have really had to learn how to substitute. They've had to learn how to adjust their shopping patterns. And, and things are coming back a little bit. I mean, you know, there was a period of time, you, you might remember, when we were saying, hey, just come to the store once a week, buy everything you need, okay? Just one time a week, we want to cut down on traffic, and don't bring your kids. Right. So now you go in the store, your people are coming back to that two, three, four-day, whatever, you know, shopping pattern they had. Yeah, they're bringing their kids to the store. Grocery stores are still, you know, uh, doing all the things they can from a safety and health standpoint, wiping things down, sure. wearing masks, wearing gloves, you know, sanitizing carts, all those things. The social distancing thing is still is out there, but, you know, I think people have learned to adapt themselves on how to, on how sure. to work themselves in a line or whatever. Right. But you're seeing people coming back and shopping a little more regularly than, than what they were before. And that's good. It's, it's a change that people will get back. But, you know, in the same respect, things that they did during the pandemic are still part of their daily lives. 
Um, I remember uh, way, way back in the pandemic talking to a grocer who said, I said, how's it going? He said, we have a yeast. We're out of yeast. He goes, we've never been out of yeast in my 30 years in business. Well, people were buying yeast because they were baking bread like they'd never baked before. There's that story about the young couple that had all those Sonoma copper pots and pans hanging on the ceiling, you know? And uh, one of them said, the other says, you mean we're supposed to cook with those? I thought they were just for decoration. Well, pe- people learned, you know, uh, they, they either learned how to cook, they enhanced their cooking skills, they learned how to make so much more, and they're still doing that. You know, our friends in the restaurant industry are working as hard as they can to bring their businesses back. But, you know, consumers uh, learned something new or they enhanced something that they were doing, and that still is part of, uh, part of their daily lives. So we're still seeing those sales uh, in the stores. You know, what? one other item, Brandon, that uh, you didn't talk about is a skill we learned during the pandemic that's still around, and that is ordering and asking for delivery. How are your grocery stores, are they trying to trying to thin themselves of that, or are they uh, kind of welcoming it as a new piece of business? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point, Pam, because prior to the pandemic, um, and this changes market to market, store to store, company to company, but you were seeing online sales in the 1%, 2 3% area, and, and it was, those sales were projected to increase on an annual basis. You know, some claim that might double, but, you know, it was, a, it was a long march because you have to have a sophisticated online ordering system, a platform. Keep in mind, grocery stores have about 45,000 different items in the store. So you want to load that into a database to let somebody shop or maybe just half of those items to let somebody shop online. It's a big deal. But during the pandemic, that all changed. Uh, online ordering jumped from that 2, 3, 4% to 15, 16, 25, 27, even in the 30% uh, range as gross sales in, in stores. I mean, it just, it just went crazy. It exploded. It was a nuclear explosion. Since the pandemic has started to wind down, we're now in month, what, 19, 20 months here, you've seen online sales drop down a little bit, but they dropped down into the high teens. Okay, so they, they're way above where they were a, a year ago uh, or two years ago, and that's going to stay there. This is consumer-driven. This is not, you know, grocer saying, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to have online. People like to shop online. They learned how to do it during the pandemic. They like the convenience of it. Uh, some people just like to go to the store, pick it up, have them throw it in a trunk and go home. Others, you know, just want to sit home and have it delivered. And, you know, then, but still, tons and tons of customers like to go to the store and thump, thump the melons and squeeze the Charmin and pick out their choice of meat and their gallon of milk. Yeah. So online is here to stay. And people like it. It's it's growing. It's a stable part of the business. And you've seen grocery stores kind of have to change part of their format uh, or their look. You'll find um, you know, like ready to go cabinets and lockers where somebody you know in the store will get the order. They'll shop it. They'll put it in the locker. Somebody comes up. They take it out. Take it to the car, or they put it in their vehicle for home delivery. Here's one of the problems: workforce. You know. We don't necessarily have enough people to run the cash registers, to bag groceries, to work in the deli and the meat and dairy departments. Um, we're always looking for people from the entry level to the manager level, and now we have to have a store shopper to be able to to be able to do these these orders. I was at a store one time where I saw the store manager with a grocery cart and a list in his hand going through and shopping somebody's online order. I mean, this guy's got a lot of other things to do, but they had to shop it. So, in answer to your question. 
it is now a functional part of the grocery industry. It's here to stay. Um, it's, you know, in, in restaurants are using it, convenience stores are using it. Um, and as you may know, we're working on a bill in the legislature that would allow for home delivery of beer, wine, or spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, during the pandemic, obviously, there's, there's plenty of news out there where people kind of increase their consumption of alcoholic beverages. Um, and it's, it's still a stable part of the business. But they also want, when they order their groceries and, or their dinner, you know, they might want a six-pack to come be delivered to their home and they have fish fried Friday night. Sure. Unfortunately, some of the folks in the bar business uh, are opposed to this because they believe it will hurt their business when, in fact, it, it does nothing because they're allowed to, they would be allowed to deliver as well. But this is consumer-driven. People want this, and we're continuing to push to be able to round out that order. Uh, you know, if you want a bottle of wine when you've, you're ordering your groceries, we feel you should be able to deliver that. Right. Now, you can get it on curbside pickup. That's okay. Yeah. So we're not certain why it, yeah. it can't be extended home delivery. But online order is here to stay. It's a wonderful part of the business. Uh, consumers love it, and they continue to enjoy it. Brandon Schultz is along with us. Uh, General Manager, I should say Executive Director, Wisconsin Grocers Association. I got about five minutes, Brandon. Tell me what you are seeing and what we should be aware of for the holiday season. Well, it's an extension of the conversation we've had, Pam, and that is uh, shoppers are going to probably have to make some substitutions depending on what we're able to get. As we see Thanksgiving coming up here, you know, grocers put their orders in for turkey and turkeys and Thanksgiving-related products a long time ago. They just didn't start thinking about Thanksgiving today. So hopefully we'll see turkey prices, which we know are have gone up, but hopefully we'll see some turkey prices stabilized depending on when grocers were able to get product from from their suppliers, and hopefully they'll be able to get plenty of turkey. As far as the rest of the Thanksgiving fixings, you know, most often that's all in the store to begin with. So we'll really kind of watch the turkey world and see where that goes. But as we get into the holidays, you know, my advice is when you have your list ready, go to the store. Get what you need. Um, if you've got to go back a couple of days later, uh, something might not have been there, you may have to do that. So there's a little bit of patience that's going to be needed during the holiday season. But again, for the past 19, 20 months, you know, shoppers have been so wonderful in terms of their patience, having to deal with these sort of challenges of the product selection or substitutions. We're going to have a little bit of price increases come because, again, without a workforce, um, costs are going up. And as you do hire people, you are paying more. You know, you don't hear very many people talk about $15 minimum hour anymore. We're already paying it. We don't need the government to tell us to do that. So, you know, that's what's going to come through the holidays. But, again, you, you're going to find your shopping experience to be hopefully pretty much what you're used to. Uh, we're all going to deal with a little bit of shortage. We're all going to deal with a little bit of price increase. But, you know, that shopping trip to the store should be uneventful and uh, a good trip. Uh, the other thing is that, I, you know, I, I'm beating the workforce issue to death, but one of the things that we are working on and want to educate people is you see a lot of help wanted sites, help wanted for clerk, help wanted for this, help wanted for that. But we've got to get people start to thinking about careers because it's not just going in to be a bagger at a grocery store or you know a deli assistant deli manager at a grocery store there's a career there and if you want to and if you want to stabilize that and you want to work there you will have a career in the grocery business because you'll grow in that business and your job will grow and your responsibilities will grow there's a lot of successful people out there that have run grocery stores and retired and retired well 
um, or they've run their departments and run them well, and, and they've had a great career. So we hope people think about, when they think about going back to work, it's not just going back for a job. You're going back, you're going back to work for a career. Pick the place where you want to work, pick the industry you want to work, and make a career out of it. Hopefully that will get us some people back uh, in the workforce and it'll start to stabilize some of the some of the costs, some of the disruptions in the supply chain, and you know it'll it'll make for a better retail industry. It'll help our friends in the gross in the in the restaurant industry. You know, that's we want to do everything we can uh, to be supportive and helpful um, because that's an important part of Main Street. We got to have them back, and people got to go back to work. So, hopefully, that'll that'll start to turn the corner as we enter the holiday season. People like to go. Eat out, enjoy a, enjoy a meal with friends in a restaurant. They'll mm-hmm. they'll still cook at home. They'll have great holidays, and we hope to enter 2022, continuing to make that upward climb to back to what we're all used to. Boy, hallelujah to that! From his mouth to the Lord's ears, Brandon Scholz, along with us, Executive Director, the Wisconsin Grocers Association. You see it in your community, uh, like he said. Everybody talking about the employment situation, that is one of the elements that our local Wisconsin grocers have to manage through. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.